Amen. So it's my privilege today to bring the word. And um, it's an honor because his word is beautiful. His word is truth. And I know as a church, we love to hear the word. We love to embrace the truth into our lives, not just through our ears and to our heads, but into our lives. (laughs) Just want to start on the right page. So this morning, let's just pray for the word, shall we? (laughs) That'll be good. Father, we just thank you for this uh, time of ministry of the word, the ministry of your truth, and we just open our hearts and our minds to embrace these beautiful words, and that you would give us fresh eyes, fresh ears, fresh eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying this morning. And Father, I pray that this word would be an encouragement to your people this morning and that the truth of your word, the hearing of your word would bring salvation and deliverance. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for your anointing in this place. In Jesus' name. Would you just lift up your hands into that, just that realm this morning and just, it's not because the music has stopped that we have stopped being in his presence. His presence is here. And we just open to that this morning. Thank you, Father. All right. Amen. Most of us in this room, thank you, Zoe. Most of us in this room have received a promise from the Lord. Amen. Somewhere along our lives, we've received a promise. We've received a prophetic word, and it's a promise in our hearts. And we've stood believing for it to be made manifest and become real. And many of us today are still standing and believing for those promises. Amen? I'm one of them. We stand and contend for the things that the Lord has put on our hearts. Okay? But some have given up on those dreams. Some, not all of us. Don't worry, Marge, not you. (laughs) I saw that. Mm -mm. But some have given up or maybe thinking about giving up, because it's been too long. And uh, maybe some of you have, well, how many of you have felt discouraged because things haven't happened the way you thought it would? Discouraged, disappointed, okay? Those things can hold us back. But today I want to encourage us and remind us of a very simple word, but a very powerful word, and it's faith. Okay, and the title of my message This morning is living in faith's fullness. Living in faith's fullness. Many of us have heard how many preachers on faith. And it's maybe just stuck there in our heads a lot of the time. Or it's come, we've received it in our hearts and then a long time has gone by and it's just remained in our heads, okay? I want that to break open this morning. I want faith to open up something new in us as we contend for the things and the promises and our inheritance. So here's the thing. All week, I've had this word in my mind, birthright. And I'm saying, Lord, just been talking to the Lord about it. And um, birthright simply means a particular right or a possession or a privilege that a person has at birth. It's your birthright, okay? And often in the, the old days, it was the firstborn that had the birthright and the inheritance of the family, okay? 
And then as I was thinking about it, I remembered about Esau and the story of Esau. If those of you who are familiar with that, I'm not going to go into the story, but he sold his birthright. He was the firstborn, and he sold his birthright for a mere morsel of food, a pot of stew, am I correct? Good old lamb stew. And if you think about that, he sold his birthright for something instant and something immediate that would satisfy his flesh, okay? So how did we become born again? Think about your born-again experience. And the word says that we were saved by grace through faith, okay? And we immediately, when we received Jesus, we immediately obtained a birthright. We immediately um, obtained that possession or a privilege as a son or a daughter of the only living God. Amen. So perhaps, and I'm just going with this prophetically because I felt birthright in the week, that perhaps there is someone or some people here, or who will listen to it later, who feels like it's just been too hard, and that life has just thrown them a whole lot of curveballs. It's just too hard, and the temptation is by the accuser to say, just give it up. Just give it up. It's not worth it. It's not worth this long, hard time, and there's an easier way. Sometimes the enemy comes and he accuses and he comes and whispers little things like that. There's an easier way for now. It's not worth the long, hard road ahead. And I just want to prophetically say Jesus is going to change that today if you let him. Okay? So just remember, you have a birthright as a child of God. You've been born into sonship. We have a possession that we hold within. We have a privilege as sons and daughters of Jesus, okay? And so be aware that when the, the accuser comes and when the whisperer comes, when you're feeling weak, be aware and be alert not to give up because it is worth it, and I'll unpack this this morning. So let's look at faith. Let's look at faith this morning, not from a head understanding today, but fresh through the eyes of your heart, Okay? So everything you've learned about faith is excellent, but this morning, let's look at faith through the eyes of your heart. We were born again in the Spirit, right? We believed by faith in the Spirit. Our birthright is spiritual. And the Bible says that we are not in this world. Sorry, the Bible says we are in this world, but not of it. So it's important to understand that time as we know it is not relevant in the realm of the Spirit. So I'm talking about faith today, but faith and time is not, as we know it, is not relevant in the realm of the Spirit. So I want you to remember your born-again experience was something done in the Spirit. Faith is in the spirit, and so it affects your time. Okay. So how many of us in Habakkuk 2, we all know that scripture, write the vision down, write it down plainly. It says, verse 3 to 4, 
after it says, write the vision down, write it plain, it says, for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. That's what Habakkuk 3, 2 verse 3 to 4 says. The vision has an appointed time. And so we often get disheartened and discouraged when we have a promise from the Lord and there's a, a long, lengthy period of time that we've got to wait and endure and contend and be patient for it to actually have its appointed time in our lives. And so we give up too quickly. So I want to explain today that the, the realm of faith that we have entered to as sons and daughters is a realm of time that is in the spirit. It's not the same as a beginning and an end. We have entered a realm of faith and a realm of time, and I'm going to unpunk, uh, uh, um, unpack that. <laughs> Let me have some water. Proverbs 13, 12 says, and we, we put this on our um, fridges, hope deferred or delayed makes the heart sick. We know that. We know that scripture well. And man, I've been there a lot over the years. I think we all have. Where hope delayed has made our hearts a little sick, a little sad. And this year, about the last seven months, I think, this I've learned some real things about myself. And that I've, I've learned that if my eyes are constantly looking at my circumstance, my heart is instantly sick. It doesn't take a long time for my heart to get sick. And when my heart's sick, the stuff that comes out of my mouth is not full of faith. Okay? And I'm not really nice to be around. I'm sure you're not nice to be around when your heart is sick. Okay? So remember that hope deferred, hope delayed, makes our hearts sick. But the second part of this verse says something so powerful. Proverbs 13, 12, the second part says, But a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. A desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Who is our tree of life? Jesus. We've heard a lot about the tree of life over the years in this church. And his name is Jesus. So a desire fulfilled is Jesus. A desire fulfilled is not the fulfillment of a promise that may happen 20 years, 100 years from now. It's Jesus is my desire, is my fulfilled desire. Okay? He is the tree of life. So there's your answer. So if our eyes are on the promise alone, the promise that he's given you and put in your hearts, if our eyes are on the promise alone, it will be delayed. But hope in Jesus alone is never deferred or never delayed. Hope in Jesus is never delayed. Hebrews 12, 12 says and gives us the answer to the weariness and the hope that is delayed. It says this, So be made strong even in your weakness by lifting up your tired hands in prayer and in worship. And strengthen your weak knees, for as you keep walking forward on God's paths, all your stumbling ways will be divinely healed. 
Isn't that beautiful? That verse there is the very answer to a sick heart or hope delayed or hope deferred. You see, if your hope is in Jesus now, the best is always now. People often say at the end of their little letters or posts on Facebook, the best is yet to come. Yes, in a sense, but the best is now because our hope is in Jesus now, not in a promise that's to come. I'm not concerned about the promise anymore that's to come. I love it, and it will be fulfilled because the Word says He does not lie. But my hope and my living, living in faith's fullness, is living in Jesus now. Amen? So let's remind ourselves this morning what faith actually is. So faith means, just simply from the dictionary, a complete trust or a confidence in someone or something. A trust, a belief, a conviction, a reliance, a dependence, optimism, hopefulness, expectation, and it means a strong conviction rather than proof. Okay, where do we get proof? We, we want proof because we're seeing things through here. We want proof. The mind requires proof. But our hearts carry the unseen. Our hearts carry the unseen because our heart is spirit. Our head is not spirit. Our heart is spirit. Okay? So remember, if you're looking for proof and understanding, you're coming from here. When you come from here, we begin to see the unseen realm, which is faith, okay? So in Hebrews 11 verse 1, we know the scripture so well, and then it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction or the evidence of things not seen. See, we need to remind ourselves of the very simplicity of the word faith, okay? Faith is, is something that we grasp from the unseen realm. It is not seen in the natural. And uh, verse 6 says, And without faith, without the ability to see the unseen, it is impossible to please God. So we cannot have faith from a head knowledge. Okay? We have to have faith from this place here, the within the eyes of our heart, and that's the way we're going to please God. So faith empowers us to see. Faith gives us eyes to see. Okay? And then in Romans 10, just so you know, I'm reading from Scripture. If you read from eight, uh, verse 8 to 17, it talks about faith comes as a gift to us. There's nothing we have to work for. Faith is given to us as a gift. And faith comes by hearing the word of God, the message of Jesus Christ. That's how faith comes. Not a preacher's compelling presentation or sound theology. That comes here. But faith comes through hearing the word of God, hearing the message of Jesus Christ. That's how faith enters us and then we are saved by grace, through faith, by the hearing of the word of God. 
Amen? Very simple, but very, very life-changingly powerful. Okay, so, so let's remind ourselves that in Hebrews, um, the Word talks about the heroes of faith. And there are many that are mentioned in Hebrews 11. And I just want to say the name and say a, couple, a statement behind every name so that you, we are reminded of what they chose, okay? And they are remembered as the heroes of faith. All right. So in Hebrews 11, first talks about Abel. Do you remember Abel? And our faith moved Abel to choose a better offering to God. Okay? I'm not going to go into every story, but I'm just going to remind us. Faith moved Abel to choose a better offering to God. There was a man called Enoch. Faith lifted Enoch from this life into heaven's realm. No death experience, no physical death experience. He just disappeared. Isn't that amazing? His life was a pleasure to God, it says, and God promoted him. His life was pleasing to God, and God just said, you know what? Just come to me. Gone. Faith, faith lifted him. Faith lifted. So faith moved Abel. Faith lifted Enoch. Now we get a man called Noah, and faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and instruction. Faith opened his heart. And then it enabled him to step out in not just obedience, radical obedience. How radical was Noah's obedience to God? He could only have done that, not from a place of here, but a place of of a faith encounter. Okay? So faith opened Noah's heart. Abraham says faith motivated Abraham to obey God and to leave the familiar behind. I just love that because we're so caught up in familiarity and comfort. And there's a man who said, I'm going to obey you and leave the familiar. He lived by faith. And his eyes of faith were set on a city Oh, I love this. Abraham's eyes of faith were looking to a city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder was God himself. This is Abraham way back then who could see so far ahead and pull that into his reality. Okay, he never saw it in the natural, but he could see it the eyes of faith. His wife, Sarah. Sarah's faith embraced the miracle power to conceive, for the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise. Now remember, it didn't start like that for Sarah. What was she doing? She laughed. She laughed. She says, no ways. And it was like a mocking laugh. Because she, there was unbelief in her heart. She didn't believe it. But isn't it amazing that if you read through Hebrews 11, all these guys failed in many areas. But he, Hebrews 11 doesn't mention their failures. 
doesn't mention their, their falling, their failings, their weaknesses. They just promote the faith that these guys had, the faith, the faith. And even Sarah, whose laugh was a mocking laugh before, now became where she gave birth to Isaac. And what does Isaac mean? Laughter. The true laughter of God. Laughter in the promises that she birthed because of faith. Let's read Hebrews 11. Just go to Hebrews 11 with me. Um, I'm going to read just about Moses here. For the last while I've been stuck in Exodus, but we're going to read this part in Hebrews about the life of Moses. Uh, Hebrews 11. Let's go to verse 24. It says, now we've learned about the other guys, now it talks about Moses. And it says, verse 24, Faith enabled Moses to choose God's will. For although he was raised as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, he refused to make that his identity, choosing instead to suffer mistreatment with the people of God. Moses preferred faith's certainty above the momentary enjoyment of sin's pleasures. He found his true wealth in suffering abuse for being anointed more than in anything the world could offer him. For his eyes looked with wonder, not on the immediate, but on the ultimate, faith's great reward. Verse 27 says, holding faith's promise, Moses abandoned Egypt and had no fear of Pharaoh's rage because he persisted in faith as if he had seen God who is unseen. Isn't that powerful? I just love that. Moses, a great guy. I can't wait to meet that guy. And if we go back in Hebrews 11 to verse 13 to 16, these heroes that I've mentioned all died still clinging to their faith not even receiving all that they had promised them. Are we in that position, guys? Are we content to not receive the promise in this natural life? Or are we so persistent on when is this going to happen that we take our eyes off the fullness of faith, which is Jesus, and onto the circumstance? And that's where our hearts become sick and what comes out of our mouth is just death. Okay, But they saw beyond the horizon the fulfillment of their promises and gladly embraced it from afar. They all lived their lives on earth as those who belonged to another realm. I, I've talked about this before, and I, just, I, I long for us all to be in that place all the time, not just in and out when we feel spiritual, but just knowing all the time that we are from another realm, okay? Um, yeah, let's go to, to 64. Clearly, those who live this way are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city. And if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. There's always an opportunity to go back, isn't there? 
every day there's an opportunity to go, you know what, it's taking too long. That's so immediate and instant, I can go back. And if they, yeah, sorry, but they couldn't turn back for their hearts were fixed on what was far greater, that is the heavenly realm. So because of this, God is not ashamed in any way to be called their God, for he has prepared a heavenly city for them. Okay, we'll stop there. But I encourage you to read Hebrews 10, 11, and 12 because it is absolutely powerful. So if you flip over the page, you don't have to read it, but Hebrews 12 from 1 to 3. Uh, Let me just see this. Let me just read here from... So the end of Hebrews 11 says, These were the true heroes, commended for their faith, yet they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised them. But now God has invited us, you and I, to live in something better than what they had. He's invited us to live in something better to what these guys had. And what was that? It's called faith's fullness. This is so that they could be brought to finished perfection alongside of us. Verse tw- uh, chapter 12 says, As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. The sin that we f- so easily fall into, we've, we've been taught this as a church. It doesn't say sins. It's the sin that we so easily fall into. And what is that? It's unbelief. It's unbelief in who he is. It's unbelief in who we are. Son and a daughter, I'm not that person no longer. I've been saved by grace through faith. I'm inside of him now. Okay? It's that sin of unbelief that we've got to let go of. Okay? And then verse 2, we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Faith's perfection, I think that is when we meet him face to face. He has made a way. So faith's fullness is Jesus. We get to live in faith's fullness. We get to live in Jesus himself. And knowing that his promise to us is faithful and sure, it does not lie. And living in him is where our hope cannot be delayed. I'm so encouraged by that. Because whatever you're believing God for, we take our eyes off what we're believing for and we put it into Jesus. Uh, We can never be delayed. It can never be deferred. We We are in the now with Jesus, okay? I'm encouraged by that. It's a short word. But it's a powerful word if we embrace it with the eyes of faith. So let's go back to this time thing. I think we, we put pressure on ourselves. Well, the, 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 the world puts pressure on us. The day can put pressure on us. We think we've got to have things done by a certain time. We've got deadlines and all of them. Those things are good to help us, 
but they cannot control us. I think there was a Chris Vallotton post, and he was talking a little bit about that, that we are in another realm, the realm of time, which is eternal. And living from that place where time is not, a rel is not relevant in the realm of the spirit, we have control over our time. And so we live from the place of faith. We, we have eyes of faith looking into the future with a hope that's not deferred and not delayed. So it doesn't actually matter what happens tomorrow. It doesn't matter what happens for 2019. And I just want to say that a couple of weeks ago, I said to Grant, you know what, it's been a tough year. Let's not start 2019 but by telling the church, this is going to be a year of, I was afraid because of hope deferred. There were moments in my life over the last seven months that, you know, you, you can panic and you, you just can't go there. So I was, I was telling him, don't tell the church this is the year, 2019, because 2018 we said this was the year. 2017 we said this was the year. 2016 we said this is the year of breakthrough and this is the year of that. And we haven't seen it. And God just arrested my heart and said, because you're looking at those things, time is not relevant in the realm of the spirit. So I want you to take that today and apply it to every single moment of every day. And as we go into the new year, as we start, you know, it's just natural. We all start thinking about a new year and saying, it's got to change. It can't be the same as this year. Okay? But we've got to have eyes of faith to, to deal with those things in the realm of the spirit, not from an earthly, natural place. It doesn't work. How many of you know it doesn't work? Amen? I want you to stand. It's not going to be a long word. But I believe the Spirit of God wants to do something in us because He doesn't want us to stay the same. Before the Lord. And I'm not putting a heavy... But remember, repentance is a, is a, it's a changing of the way you think. It's a turning around completely and walking in a different direction. And I had to do that from my heart, but I had to physically do things in my own life to make that happen and, and to walk out this journey of faith. And um, some of us here maybe need to repent and just to say, sorry, Lord, Sorry for always looking at the circumstance and the situation of my life that dictates and screams the loudest. And as you repent this morning, I tell you, it's just something lifts and His grace just pours into you. And the faith of that realm of the Spirit just comes and lifts us up into another realm with Him. It's the faith realm of God. It's the Spirit realm. We cannot go through this Christmas time. You cannot even go into the shops. You can't even be the, on the roads in this season. It's just madness. It's madness in the world. But it's glorious in the Spirit as we remember the birth of our Savior. And so this morning is an opportunity to, as we enter that realm, is to let go of unbelief, to let go of that sin that so easily holds us back.
not sins, not the things we do wrong, but the sin of unbelief. Because that's the area where the enemy has no hold of. He cannot do anything in that realm. The realm of believing, the realm of faith, the realm of looking into the future with eyes of faith and looking to the city, looking to our, our real home. And if we have eyes set on that, the things that are in front of us seem very easy and, and very joyful to go through because we are content in Him. And so, Father, as we lift our hands, as we in our hearts just make that turn, make that adjustment, repent in our hearts, Father, for looking at the bank accounts, looking at the same old, same old, looking at the cycles and the patterns of our lives that we just can't shake or things that life has just thrown at us. We actually just let that go into the realm of the Spirit this morning where you are in control, where you are free to move, where you are free to change and transform. Change the way we think, Holy Spirit. Change the way we talk. Put a guard over our tongues, Lord. Help us to walk in spirit, Holy Spirit. Help us to walk in faith, by faith, living in faith's fullness, looking into the face of Jesus, who is our faith. ask him this morning to take you higher take you to the top of the mountain where you can see further take me to the mountain talking about faith this morning and you might not be able to reach that or to actually grab hold of that this morning because you don't know the one Jesus and I'm going to put it out there this morning if there's anyone here that needs to know and have an encounter with Jesus and be saved by grace this morning the grace of God and to have faith hearing the word of God this morning comes into our hearts if there's anyone here in this place I want to pray with you this morning this is family this morning and to to grow in faith and to live in a realm of the spirit of heaven we need to embrace 
salvation. We need to embrace salvation. We need to embrace deliverance. A new way of thinking. A change of heart. And if there's any of you here this morning that want to just make a declaration, make a stand this morning. Maybe you've been sitting on the edge, looking from afar and, and actually not really engaging in what Jesus wants to do in and through you. If you want to make that bold statement today, that declaration, I just invite you to come to the front, to the altar this morning. The presence of God is in this place. His anointing and His power is here for transformation. Just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And just the rest of you, just why don't you just keep on worshiping. Just engage Him in the spirit realm this morning. For He is lovely. He is altogether lovely. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. pray with this wonderful lady this morning I just as we enter 2019 we do declare the breakthrough of God we do declare promises fulfilled we do declare a wonderful glorious magnificent faithful year of provision of miracles of destinies fulfilled we do declare that, God. We get excited. Just agree with me this morning. Just agree with me this morning. That is going to happen. Every year that we are alive on this earth, we will declare the promises of God. We will declare the goodness of God. We will declare that it is a year of breakthrough. We will declare financial provision and blessing. We will declare physical healing and emotional healing. We will declare the outpouring of heaven. We will declare the abundance of heaven. We will declare bank accounts full, overflowing, so that we can not just be rich, Lord, but we can give away and we could further your kingdom, Lord. We just want to say with faith in our hearts, we give you this new year. We thank you for 2018. Even with its challenges, we thank you for the growth inside of our hearts. We thank you for the life for the things that you've showed us, Lord. We thank you for the discipline and the training of the Lord of our Father. We've embraced those things, Lord, and we just want to be in that place this morning, Father. As a church, we come into freedom. We come into freedom in 2019, Lord. We walk into this year boldly with freedom in our hearts. Sails, Lord, wide open. We let out the sails of our heart, God for Holy Spirit to come in like a wind and to keep us sailing on the oceans, Lord. The oceans of your presence, the oceans of your kingdom, Lord. Father, just give us